those of you who are in Corpus Christi, uh, Texas, thank you for jo- uh, joining us, tuning in today. And those of you who are in the environs of Corpus Christi, we, are, we welcome you as well. We want to say thanks to those uh, brothers and sisters who are from around the world. And we, we sure love you there in Asia, in Africa, Europe, here in North America, Central America, South America, Australia, and the islands of the sea. So, and also thank those of you who are in the house. Uh, the Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The psalmist further says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Listen, our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Wow, what a, a tremendous blessing. What a to welcome you to a service. Our praise and worship will be led by Ms. Stephanie Copeland. And she and, uh, yes, amen. So we're just excited to be a part of, of what God is doing. We're part of, uh, to be a part of what God is doing. And so I'm going to ask all of us today if we will start out together. Now here in the fellowship, we like to start out together and we can always, um, uh, sit down in a moment. But I'd like for all of us to stand and, and start out together. This is something, there's something important, uh, to letting the enemy know, the enemy of our soul, Satan. To let him know whose side we're on. So I'm asking everybody, even the camera operators, the spare camera operators or whatever, the assistant guys, I want all of you guys just to do that. We'll start out. But if you cannot stand, that's understandable. All right? So let us give the Lord a, a blessing. And then we, uh, Sister Stephanie Copeland is going to lead us in praise and worship. And at any juncture, you feel like you want to worship God from your seat, you're welcome. Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful to you for who you are and what you have done. Uh, we are... So excited to come to here as brothers and sisters to worship you together. We thank you for all that you are and all that you have done. We bless you in it. Thank you so much for Jesus Christ, your son, who lives in each of our hearts. What a mystery that you are in the hearts of those in Asia, Africa, Europe, Central South America, Australia, even here. In North America, thank you for doing that. Thank you for this amazing mystery and this amazing ministry. So we ask you to bless the congregants, those who have come in your name, who belong to you. I pray and I know that we will do something great for God together, indwelt by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister Stephanie. They say this mountain can't be moved They say these chains will never break But they don't know you like we do There is power in your name We've heard that there is no way through We've heard the tide will never change. They haven't seen what you can do. There is power in your name. So much power in your name. 
know that hope is never lost. For there is still an empty grave. God, we believe no matter what, there is power in your name. So much power in your name. Break the unbreakable God we believe Yes we do God we believe for it From the impossible We'll see a miracle God we believe God we believe for it Trust in you, God, you have the final say. Declare it. You are the way where there seems to be no way. We trust in you, God, you have the final say. You are the way where there seems to be no way. We trust in you, God, you have the final say. Declare it again. You are the way when there seems to be no way. We trust in you, God, you have the final say. Move the immovable, break the unbreakable. God, we believe, God, we believe for it from the Possible, we'll see a miracle. God, we believe. God, we believe for it. Move the impact. Oh, God, we believe. God, we believe. From the impossible, we'll see a miracle. Oh, God, we believe. those words let there be light and there was oh and in that same breath the stars fell in line with one voice creation cries you do all things well 
you do all things well. Be praised, be praised forever and always. Lost in the dark, up under the dirt, I was barely left to die. And I heard your voice calling my name. From the tomb I came alive You do all things well From the tomb I came alive You do all things well Be great Be great Be great Be great Be great Be great Oh God All the storms I saw you come in my defense. My only song is hallelujah. And how he never let me fall. Now unto him who is able. Hallelujah. 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 Let there never be a day that I don't rise to bring you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Be praised. Be praised. Be praised. Be praised, our God.
Still moving, hallelujah. 
Father, thank you very much for this, your word and song. Thank you for reminding us that we're not situational worships, worshipers. We're not situational worshipers. We don't need things to be going just right. We will not be silent. We will not be silenced by situations or circumstances. We will not be silenced. When things did not go our way, we will still worship you. We give you all glory, all honor, all praise because they belong to you. We, we have song today that all of our worship belongs to you we don't worship things we don't worship people we worship you the only begotten son of God 
So we want to thank you and praise you for bringing us here today. We didn't need a perfect environment or perfect circumstances to come. So we give the glory and honor to you, Lord. And we praise you as we bless your people. These are your people. They're the sheep of your pasture. They have done what you instructed them to do. They have entered your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. For they know that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. So we bless them in the name of the Lord, knowing that those whom you have blessed cannot be cursed. Therefore, we ask you to give them health, spiritual health first and foremost. Then give them physical health. I pray that you would bless their sons and their daughters, bless their mothers and their fathers, and cause us to be resolute. That is, we will not be fickle. We will not change our minds. When the going gets tough, we'll quit. No. When the going gets tough, we're going to keep going. That's who we are. That's who you've made us. Now bless everybody. When we say bless everybody, we want them to live in your favor. In Jesus' name, we thank you. So I pray today for, for them and their children, their moms and their dads, their brothers and their sisters. And for those who don't know you, we pray that they would give themselves to you. That is, come to you and ask for forgiveness. I pray for these requests, over these requests and for the people, Zariah, who has a broken toe. We ask you to heal her, her foot, her toe, make her well. We pray for Rudy, who has now thyroid cancer. We rebuke cancer in every form. In the name of Jesus, we stand against it. We don't like it. We don't play with it. We cast you out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, rebuke you. We stand in rebuke of you. For he was wounded for our transgressions was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was on for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed by his stripes we are healed we are healed spiritually and we are healed physically Peter talks about our spiritual healing Matthew talks about our physical healing. And Lord God, we are healed. So we are a healed people. In Jesus' name. I come against those maladies. In Christ's name. Thank you, God. Thank you for, for Roy recovering, recovery from back surgery. We thank you for Shelly. We thank you for Shelly. And asking that you remove all the pain from a body, from back surgery. In the name of Christ, we thank you. We thank you for Tana in Jesus' name and ask you to give her a great day in the name of the Lord. 
Now, Lord, you know how deeply sorrowful I am about the state of the world, about men and women dominating, fighting, murdering, pillaging, as though there's not a day of reckoning. I ask you, Lord God, all over the world, starting right here in the USA, and go all over the world and come back. I pray that you would deal with the injustices that are all around the world. All around the world. In Ethiopia. The injustices. Dominating. Killing, destroying people who are not like them. And I pray from Ethiopia you would look to the Ukraine. And Lord God, there are other areas that we don't know about. We know there's violence everywhere. But we pray for the Ukrainians and ask that you would just strongly support them. I just pray, Lord God, that you would deal with Vladimir Putin, put a hook in his jaw, and take him to judgment. I pray that. I pray, Lord God, that you would handle this situation the way you know how to do I pray that you would save those lives that will be destroyed otherwise. In Jesus' name, we give you glory and honor for that. We give you glory and honor for that. In the name of the Lord. And Lord, you know the prayer we prayed for our our dear brother Sammy. We ask you to continue to do what we've asked. And give him what he's asked you for. Do it, God Almighty, because you're just good. In your name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, wow, it's good to be here, isn't it? It's good to see you. I'm so glad you came. May the Lord bless you and, and give you a super awesome day. A super awesome day. Amen. Thank you, Sister Stephanie. Wonderful praise and worship. Thank you. It's wonderful. Wonderful songs. I will not be silent, right? I will always worship you, so you and I are not going to be silent, are we? Uh, that was kind of tepid. <laughs> yeah, that was a little tepid. Yeah. yeah, I will not be silent. You will not be silent. No, we won't be. All right. Super. I won't get too much with it. All right. Tana Walker. Is that right? Did I say that right? Uh, the happy birthday uh, to uh, Elois, who is turning 85. Is that you? Yes, ma'am. Wow. Just what? 85? Like real 85? Wow. Well, bless you. In the name of Jesus. Wow. Wow. I would rather be 85 than, than not alive. I'd love to be 85. 85. One day, 85. We also have happy 22nd anniversary. Some young kids on the block. Let's see. Happy anniversary. 22 years to the most beautiful woman in the world. Crystal Banda. Your husband, Albert. Where are you, Crystal? Where's Albert? Safeway. All right. Well, he was at the first service. I didn't read it. Y'all called him up and tell him, man, you left too soon. Happy 12th anniversary to Justin and Jackie. We love you very much. May God's blessing be upon both of you throughout your walk together. Now, 
Who are Justin and Jackie? Sure. So. Oh, Kuiper, where are they? Oh, they're on their way. Okay, when they get it, you tell them, and I'll read it again. Okay, the Kuipers. Okay, happy birthday, Axel and Cyril. Growing. Anyway. <laughs> I can read, you're a blessing. Okay, uh, Axel and Cyril, where are you at? Where are you? So y'all gave me these just in case. Okay. Okay. Super. Well, are Pa and Rara here? All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, so that's mom mom and grandmother and the granddad. All right, super. So then uh, we've we've worshiped the Lord. And now we want to say hello to each other. So let me ask you, uh, do we have any, anyone here who is here for the first time, a first-time guest? Would you mind raising your hand so it might see? If you're a first-time guest, first time here. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Did we have anybody on this side? Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're here. We have a card we're going to give you and also a gift. And so we want you to fill out the card just so we'll call you up and say hi to you. Th- glad you came. That's why we're doing it. We're not some of these, these telephone people try to get your information. All right? So thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate your attendance today. We bless you. Amen. So why don't we uh, stand? And if you feel like it, you can walk three or four uh, pe- to people to, if you want to. Now, now, this is the rule. If they have their hands to the side, that means they don't fist bump and they, and they don't shake hands. And that means you leave them alone. You, you don't say faith over fear. You don't do that. <laughs> but but you can say hi to somebody. Would you mind doing that? And we can be a little bit more forthcoming with that. All right. Wow, so great, so great. How good and pleasant it is for brethren, sisterin, to dwell together in unity. Amen. There is no word sisterin, by the way. So, so uh, at this juncture, we have video announcements. Okay. Whoever was, uh, uh, was doing this in the first service, just, I don't know who, what was wrong with it, didn't, didn't have any announcements. He was so glad, I guess, to stand up here, but we'll talk to him later. Let's have video announcements right now, so pay attention, look to the screens.
Fellowship family. It is an amazing and wonderful day here at the Fellowship. I'm Jennifer, and here are some announcements. You are invited to join us for our second spring landscape date this Saturday, April the 23rd. We had a great time working together in March, and you accomplished so much. Now, we want to take that to the next step in beautifying our church campus. Bring your gloves and join us Saturday, April the 23rd from 9 a.m. until noon. Now, this promises to be a fun and fruitful time with your fellowship family. Sign up in the main foyer after today's service. The food pantry will distribute food also on Saturday, the 23rd, from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Now, if you were in need or you know someone in need, please come out on April the 23rd. The youth retreat is Friday, April the 29th, and Saturday, April the 30th. The cost is $25 per youth, and the only requirement is that each youth attending must come to at least one youth service before the retreat. Now, please register with Pastor Jackson directly, or you can call him through the church office. Friday, May the 6th, is family night at the ballpark with the Corpus Christi Hooks. We are inviting the entire Fellowship family to come out. We will all sit together, enjoy the game, and have big fun and make great memories together. The cost is $14 per ticket. Now, you may reserve your tickets by calling the church office or by signing up the main foyer. Bring your family and your friends to the Corpus Christi Hooks game at Whataburger Field on Friday, May the 6th. Now, this will be a great time that you and your family do not want to miss. Thank you for your attention. And now, we will return to our worship service. May the Lord bless you richly and abundantly. Amen. Thank you. So, all right. Some of you who are really smart are probably thinking, <laughs> April 23rd. <laughs> that was for Wednesday, for the Wednesday folk. All right. For you, it was so that you could reflect on it. <laughs> okay. Well, at this juncture, we're going to dedicate a baby. I think, we, do we have some music for that? Okay, gracias. Okay. Uh, Marv, you need to come on up or stay down. You can stay down if you will. Yeah, we're going to stand down. Okay, come down. We have, who, who do we have? Are, are you all here? I didn't see them stand up. There they are, the Percy's. Rise. And you may come. Okay, today we're dedicating... Ila. 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 Isla, 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 Isla Danielle Allen. She was born at home on March the 16th this year. Born at home. Wow. Amen. And her brother is our brother, Isaiah. Oh, it's our Isaiah, brother. Our, our brother, Isaiah, our little baby brother. Okay, also standing with the family. Okay, some people on this side. So we'll have a nice balanced picture. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, we'll step forward. <laughs> Okay, also standing with the family today, grandparents, no, great-grandparents, Wayne and Carolyn Bercy, and family friends, thank God for good, good friends, Leslie Mitchell, Dave and Estella Mike, and Rick and Deborah Glover, amen, wow, good to see you, Isaiah, everybody, You know, you know, you know, well, we don't have time for me to go into one of my flourishes at all. So uh, we're glad you're here. 
And I want to just say that uh, I say it then. I say it then. Uh, I do that. I'm, well, he and I always practice in Spanish. He's like my sort of like a a lead person because he understands more than I do. I, I speak more than he does. Look, so we're glad to dedicate your babies, your baby, like we did Isaiah. And uh, you know when she said "born at home," man, that got me. Yeah, cause it, man, uh-uh, I wouldn't do nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, wow. So it's very important that we dedicate our children to the Lord. And we're saying that we're going to trust God to take care of our children because we're not going to be there always. And sometimes in some situations alone, even if we were there, we couldn't do anything. And so we're going to trust God. That's what we're saying. And so I just want to uh, just say those few words and we're going to just lay our hands on this precious little baby anointed with oil. Now the reason I did that is because we're just the Bible tells us to anoint with oil. It's not a magic potion or something. You know, I know you know that. I'm saying it for them. <laughs> so we just, we, we are, this oil represents the Holy Spirit. And we're believing that God is going to protect her when you're not there. And he's going to do it all the days of her life. Because sometimes our children run away, try to run away from God. I know maybe nobody here knows about that. But the preacher knows. I try to run away from God. I'm glad I ran into him. Amen. And that's what we're praying for this baby. And Isaiah. Come, hold my mic. Please. We, we bless Elon as we lay her our, our hands on her and we bless her child and I pray Lord God that she will become better and better and better at motherhood as the days go by and she would recognize one thing that she was born for a purpose and right now we, we have two beautiful purposes Isaiah has just been amazingly wonderful and we, we just absolutely love him and don't want him to go anywhere or be anywhere but with us and now we have another baby we have it on We love dedicating our babies. In the name of Jesus, we dedicate it on to you. Just as Hannah dedicated Samuel, she said, He will be yours all the days of his life. This is what we are saying. We're saying that this baby belongs to you and no matter where she goes she's yours and regardless of the battles she she will face or or have they're going to be your battles 
So I thank you for her. In Jesus' name. And I thank you for her great-grandmother. For her great-grandfather. And I ask you to bless them with spiritual insight and oversight. And that whenever they see something with Isaiah or Elon, they will be able to offer not advice, but godly counsel. It's not an opinion. It's God's word. I pray this and I bless you for those who are standing here. I bless you. They are witnesses to this dedication. And I ask that the love of God will sustain them. And since they're witnesses, I pray that they too will offer godly counsel. Everybody here in this body, let us surround alone. If not physically with our prayers, that she might be yours all the days of her life. In Jesus' name, we dedicate her to you for your glory and your purposes. Amen. Okay. I, I, I dedicated her mother. I dedicated her mother. I mean, I thought somebody would just poke me and say, Isla, Lord, you know. Maybe the Lord wanted to dedicate you. The whole family, right? But Father, Father, thank you for Isla. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I've never done that before. So don't ever say, I'll never. Elon, I'm sorry. I, but I'm not sorry either. I just dedicated you to the Lord. I just couldn't pick you up. So you belong to the Lord yourself. All the days of your life, Isaiah, you. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. This is Brother Wayne Burch's, his family. He's, okay. Thank you, son. That boy's got some wisdom there. Yeah. All right, Super. All of you witnesses, thank you, the Glovers. Amen. Thank you. Let's give them some music to go back with. That was good music there. Thank you, Brother Steve. Thank you. It's time now to give. Are you ready to give to the Lord? Yeah, let's give the Lord a hand. I, uh, before we, we go to the giving, I, I worked in the oil f- fields, South Texas, Middle East, for a good number of years. And there was an expression that almost all oil field people would say, I've never seen that before. You know? <laughs> and, so, uh, and so after a while, you had seen a lot. Of us. I've seen everything, but I've not seen that before. Uh, this thing was so dynamic. And so I think it's the, it is the, my first time dedicating a mother. Instead of a baby. So, so we dedicated both of them. Okay, it's time to give. And I'm happy to give today. Uh, you can give, of course, by check or cash. If you're here in the sanctuary, if you want to raise your hand, Usher will give you an envelope. And uh, you can put your gift in that or your tithe in that. Uh, you can also go to cccfellowship.com forward slash give. And you can give online. 
cccfellowship.com forward slash give, or you may text your gift. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Brother Bercy once was uh, traveling on a Sunday, and he, he called me up and said, just text my gift. Of course, he's a nerd. He's a techie guy. You know? you know, he's, a, he's a nerdy guy, you know. But, but uh, you know what we call nerds? Boss, usually. Yeah. Text your gift, 361-386-2565. Please. All right? Let me bless. We'll bless the gift. Father, thank you that you've given us something to give. The, the psalmist says that all you, that he says, of thine own have I given thee. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have I given thee. I pray that you would cause us to know that we don't really own anything. Everything in creation belongs to you. Everything belongs to you. And you have given to us that we might give back. Thank you for the opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, listen, let me do this, and then um, I'm going to take my seat. Uh, today at our service, uh, we're going to have uh, Pastor Tim Mutchler, who uh, he and his wife uh, pastor the young adults ministry here. And uh, so he is going to be our next voice that you're going to hear. Our first service, uh, I had planned to preach, but I kept having this sense that I wasn't supposed to. Maybe I was, to, if somebody else had dedicated Isla, maybe only she would have been dedicated. And this way we got the mother and the daughter. So I want to just say thanks to both of them. But I really have this strong sense. In our first service, uh, one of our um, sons from a much a, a long time ago, uh, Pastor David Williams, shared with us in the first service just amazingly wonderful word of God, clear gospel, clear gospel. And that's what God is doing. And I want you to appreciate the gifts, the gifts of God that are among you. There are more than this. I'm not not preaching because I don't want to or can't. But God wants you to know the gifts that he's placed among you. And you yourself, you yourself, uh, all of you are gifts from God. Amen. So uh, Pastor Tim is going to come. Uh, the next voice you hear after the offering. Thank you, Pastor Tim will be.
worship. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, it's so good to be here with all of you. And Pastor, thank you very much. I have much honor in my heart and esteem for you and Sister Marva. We thank you very much for your sacrifice. And there's a scripture in Psalm 22 that I believe we'll be getting to today that just leaps off the page for me. And so you'll be an aspect of the message today. I'm going to preach Christ, but I'm going to preach about pastor along the way whenever we get to this, this verse that means a lot to me. So we'll, we'll get to that. Thank you so much, sir. The message uh, for this service, and it is so good to be here with all of you, as I've said. Thank you very much for your hearts for Jesus and living righteously unto Jesus every day of our lives. That's what we're called to, and that's what we'll see in the message today, the holiness of God. We'll start in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 24, and we'll jump straight into this, okay? Sound good to everybody? All right. Ephesians 4, verses 20 through 24, and Pastor and I have spoken uh, quite a while back about this particular verse, and I know that verse 24 means a lot to you, Pastor, as it does to me as well. Paul writes, but you have not so learned Christ, we're speaking of the holiness of God, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him. Here in this house, we've heard him and we've been taught by him. So there are some things that Pastor could say to us and Perhaps we should say to ourselves, we've not so learned Christ. You know, we do something or we say something, we go, nope, that's not the way. Get it together. Get it together. That's not Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. The truth is in Jesus. The truth is in Jesus. In this day where lies are everywhere, lies are everywhere, The truth is in Jesus Christ. So if we're going to get our information from anywhere, it must be Christ. And vessels in whom Christ is found. Godly wisdom as pastor ministered while he was dedicating the baby. Right? Not just advice. Godly counsel. The word of God. Being able to rightly divide the word as well. Not not law. Right? But the spirit with which Jesus ministers his heart. The truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God. And that sticks out to me. Paul writes that the new man is created according to God. He doesn't say according to the desire of God only. He says according to God, right? like in the likeness of God. And somebody would say, yes, we were created in the image of God. Yes, but as Pastor has also shared, that was completely marred. All of it was marred. right? And what we are now partaking of in Christ is something Adam did not experience in the Garden of Eden. Before the fall. What we have now in Christ, he did not have in that garden. He was a son of God in a different sense than we are sons of God. He was a son in that he was pure, had not sinned yet, and was made, fashioned by God's hand. But we are sons and daughters of God because his spirit, his very own spirit, resides in us. 
Adam could lose what he had and did lose what he had. We cannot, we cannot lose. If we know Christ, we cannot lose what we have in him. This scripture is sort of like, and it is like, when God told Moses, Moses, be careful to, uh, paraphrasing, be careful to set up the tabernacle according to the pattern shown you on the mount. It's like, it's like a father telling his son, 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 be careful. What I showed you on the mountain, exactly as I showed you on the mountain, as he was there talking with God, as God was talking with him, he said, what I showed you there on the mountain, build it just, just like that. And so we are in Christ built just like him, just like God. In true righteousness and holiness. In true righteousness and holiness. That is not this false stuff. Not an appearance of righteousness and holiness. While we're doing our own thing. Thinking our own thing and our own way. No, true righteousness and holiness. And what we see in Psalm 22, which will be like the mainstay verses that we will get to in a moment is what true righteousness and holiness looks like. What true righteousness and holiness looks like. Righteousness and holy, we can see, holiness, we can see very clearly, perfectly expressed at the cross of Jesus. God shows us what it looks like and what this walk is all about as he's giving himself to us. And I think Psalm 22 has so much to show us about it. I pray we can unpack it today very well. At the cross, we see righteousness and holiness. We also see there at the cross what God thinks of sin. It's amazing how in one moment, in one situation, with the Son of God, God is able to show us so much. He shows us what he thinks of sin, and that he's there pummeling sin at the cross as he pummels his son for us. Pummels his son. Can you imagine... You've got a child that you know has done absolutely nothing wrong. We can't imagine. (laughs) Baby Asher is real sweet, but I can't imagine. Nothing wrong ever. He's done nothing wrong. And there he is. The one who said, send me. (laughs) Just give me a body and send me. I'll do what you want. There's something really special whenever you know that God has given you something and you're able to say to the boss or to the pastor or to whomever, I can take care of that for you. If you want me to set my hands to you, I can take care of that for you. And Jesus said to his father, I can take care of that for you. Everything, everything you want, I can give it to you, father. Send me, send me. I'll give it to you. And as we heard on Sunday and last Wednesday, as we heard the seven sayings of God, Jesus says, it's finished. I've accomplished it. Everything you wanted, I gave it to you. Through what means? Much sacrifice. Much sacrifice. There's, I heard over the radio uh, this story. I thought it was a, a very good and also a telling story, informative story. This young man was walking down the street and he, ho- he heard an older man uh, playing the violin. And this young man was also a violinist, and he was up and coming and learning and loved playing the violin. 
this older man played that violin and played that violin. This young man sitting there going, wow, he's so good. Wow, he's so good. And he walks up to him and he says, sir, I will give anything to play the violin like you play. How, how do I do what you've done? The older man looks at him and he says, son, you would give anything to learn how to play the violin. I gave everything to learn how to play the violin like I play the violin. Jesus gave everything, everything through much sacrifice. If we want to know how to give God what he wants, he gave everything, everything. That's what true righteousness and holiness looks like. At the cross, God shows us what righteousness looks like. He says, it is right. At the same time that he's showing us what he thinks of sin, he shows us what righteousness looks like. He says, it is right to lay down your life for the will of another. He shouts it from, from the top of the rooftops, right? He shouts it from the tops of the mountains. The, the cross is God's greatest message to us. It's like his pulpit. He's there preaching to us. The son is there preaching to us through his scars, through the whippings, through the beatings, through the blood. He's preaching to us. It is right to lay down your life. And that's what holiness has to do with, right? To be holy, it's to be separate. It's a very simple definition, but it's astounding. Holy. It means to be separate or apart. We are set apart by God, right? But when we speak of God and who he is, he's holy. We just say separate, apart. We don't say set apart. He's always been apart. He's always been separate, separate from human impurities, separate from human weakness and infirmities. Weakness, right? Sometimes we say, pastors shared this before. I've shared it with the young adults. He said, human weakness, right? We say, I'm just too weak. Laziness is a better word. I'm too weak, God. No, you're just too lazy, Tim, or whoever is in the congregation. Just too lazy. Holiness is to be separate. Let me read this definition Holy, separate, right? Like completely separate. Nothing to do with. Apart. Totally apart and therefore sacred. Separate from human infirmity, as I've said. Impurity. That which is mixed with extraneous matter. That is matter that comes from without. Outside of a thing. He's separate from all that. Makes me think of be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? And be not conformed to the image of this world. Don't be conformed to that which is on the outside. Be conformed to Christ who's on the inside. Impurity has to do with being mixed with something from without. Especially of an inferior or contaminating nature. And sin. Holiness to be separate. Let's take a look at Psalm chapter 22 as we read this. And we'll see holiness in action. Now, it's believed that, and I wholeheartedly believe, this is a prophetic utterance from David that speaks of the Messiah's prayer on the cross. 
what's going on in the Messiah's heart. David did not go through these things. Nobody went through the things that are expressed here in Psalm 22 except Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So as we read this, we're seeing Jesus on the cross so clearly and so perfectly. And what he's doing is he's giving it all. He's walking in holiness. He's showing us, expressing, conveying to us what holiness really looks like. What it means to come out from among them. The scripture says, come out from among them. Come out from the world, the ways of the world. Yes, we're living here, but we should be like John the Baptist, right? He, he lived out in the desert wilderness. He's a good picture of how we should be living here in the city, just completely and totally internally different. The way we live, the way we walk, totally different, separate, separate from. I'm not saying by John the Baptist, right, that we should go out into the wilderness, but if God calls you there, you should definitely go out into the wilderness. Talk to your pastor first, though, okay? <laughs> Let's see if it's the voice of God or if it's some soul talk. But I'm saying there's a great picture there. John the Baptist was out there listening to God, listening to God. He lived to listen to God. And so we, too, here in the midst of all the mess going on around us, should be totally isolated unto God for his exclusive use, I'm saying. Isolated not from the body, but from worldliness, from sin, from the desires of the world. We should not be mixed with in any part. Uh, one of our brothers said, uh, Kenneth V over here a long time ago, uh, I won't give the, the backdrop for it, maybe it's too much information, but he said, uh, let's see, well, I kind of lost it. Fl- <laughs> uh, it it's... So, well, you could just shout it from there if, if you don't mind. You talked about flesh, right? Anything mixed with flesh still stinks. Was it truth with flesh? Can oh, it's, it's okay. So, sometimes when the Lord speaks, right, it, it'll just stick. And I'll remember something the other vessel doesn't even remember they've shared. It's something like truth mixed with flesh still smells, still stinks, right? Truth mixed with anything stinks. And here we go. In Psalm 22, we're going to notice and recognize these words. Now there's many uh, theologians right in the room. So many of you uh, know this, but I'm still going to share some things as we go, point some things out for those who may not know in the room. Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's what we see expressed in the gospels as Jesus is there on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The holiness of God, the righteousness of God, the scriptures say that he who knew no sin became sin for us. Can you imagine that? The righteousness of God. He is the one who is identified as the righteousness of God. And he must become that which is absolutely repulsive and the antithesis of who he is to please his father there on the cross. That's the cup that Jesus had to drink. You want me to put on the sins of the world? Not, not just to be counted as a sinner in God's eyes, but to be counted as sin itself. That's why he was pummeled at the cross for you and I. Because God was dealing with your sin and my sin. Your sin and my sin. Jesus had to put on that which he lived every single day of his life 
against, contrary to, no matter the pressure, no matter what came against, always set on giving his father what he wants. But here he is at the cross and he's got to drink this cup. And there's going to be separation, not in relationship, as pastor has said, but in fellowship with his father that he's known for eternity. He's known for eternity. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he put on the sin of the world, your sin and my sin. So then we see very clearly that sin separates us from God. Now, I've also shared previously, and we share this every Sunday and Wednesday, basically, it's, it's an aspect of every message somehow, that what you and I have gained cannot be lost. But there can be a, a sort of break, not a severance, but a sort of, where are you, God? Where are you, God, when we're doing our own thing? When we're saying our own thing. So if you find yourself, where are you, God? I don't, I don't feel you. It may be, it may be that you're off doing your own thing. At which juncture you should stop and I should stop immediately and do an about face to the last thing God told us. Because as we do what He says, we'll find ourselves in the light, experiencing God. And I think some of us are asking, I think there's more, there's more. Yes, there is more. So we should just do what we hear and say. Do what we hear and say. Take it to heart. Sometimes God says something so clearly, so expressly to us. And we go, okay, but did you mean? Uh, well, well, your words could also mean this. So maybe if I give you this lesser thing, you'll be pleased. No. When the light comes, walk in it. Jesus says, why are you so far from helping me? These are the words of our Lord. Not because he's done something wrong, but because we've done wrong and he's here making amends between God and sinners. Rank sinners. And Nineveh is a great picture of what we ought to do when we find ourselves opposed to God. Jonah comes with judgment for the people of Nineveh. And they say, God, we repent. And they turn to him. Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and am not silent. There are times even in our Christian walk where, where we are... We are giving God, to the best of our ability, what we think he wants. And we say, Lord, is there anything that I've missed? Lord, it seems like some prayers are going unanswered. Christ prayed the same prayer. The forefathers prayed similarly. But listen to what Jesus' response is next. In verse 3, he says, But you are holy. He's on the cross right now. He's dying. He's giving his life. Right? He's Remember with the bread, he gives it to Judas. He says, the one to whom I give this bread. The bread represents him in that moment. He's just had communion with his disciples. He gives his life to the devil, as it were. And then he gives him com a command. What you do, do quickly. Because it's the hour of the power of darkness. Jesus is in charge of his crucifixion for you and I. So he tells the devil, what you're going to do, do it quickly. But he's here on the cross dying for us. I find that amazing. 
Jesus is in charge of absolutely every aspect. He's not shrinking back. He's dishing out commands, disseminating commands to his disciples about how they are to comport themselves and in the devil. Here, here's my life. I'm giving it. No one can take it. Nothing can take it. He's, he's giving his life. You say, I, where are you, God? He doesn't even call him Father. This is the only time that I know of where Jesus is speaking straight to God and he doesn't call him Father. Because there's separation in the communion and the fellowship, and he doesn't feel like the Son at this point. I've done everything. He knew what he was coming for. He knew the separation was coming. But my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Everything was right. But here he is. And he says, but you are holy. Pastor said, we're not worshipers who worship just dependent upon our conditions. He mentioned this morning as well an example of a time where he said, God, even if you don't answer this prayer of mine, I'm still going to obey you. Even if you don't give me what I want, I'm still going to obey you. I know, I know believers who have just thrown in the towel because God didn't give them tongues when they asked for it. Or he didn't give them something else when they asked for it. We can't approach God with our own will and expect an answer because he's dad. My boys don't walk into the room and give me commands and tell me what to do. No, son, you have some learning to do. I'm not mean, right? I'm not upset per se, but it's like, no, there's a lesson to learn here, son. That's not how we walk into the room with dad. This isn't how we walk into the room with God. It's what he wants and what he desires. And we have this faithful promise from God that he's given everything and it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So we don't need to worry about what God is giving us because he's taking care of that. We need to worry about what we're giving to him. What we're doing for Him. Sometimes we think we're waiting on God to do something. No, He's waiting on us. Because He's given it all. He's given it all. And time and time again, if I found myself going, seems we've been waiting, Lord, for some time, I realize in hindsight, oh, it was because I'm not ready. I'm not ready. He's waiting on Tim. I'm not waiting on him. In that sense, he says, but you are holy. Do we, I'm going to use this word, uh, you'll, you'll forgive me and hear the as it were as I say it. Do we vindicate God as it were? When everything is wrong, David vindicated God. He said, Lord, when you judge me, I'm praying this prayer. I'm saying this prayer in the midst of the assembly that you may be justified. That is that everyone around will know, no, I deserve this punishment. God is who he says he is. I'm the liar in this situation. But you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. Do we vindicate God when everything is going wrong? Or seeming to go wrong? Let me skip forward. Our fathers, this is verse 4. I guess I already shared the other verse, so I'm not really skipping forward. Verse 4, our fathers trusted in you. 
Our fathers trusted in you. There's a great cloud of witnesses that has gone before us. Jesus, the Messiah himself, now as we read over these scriptures, he can be included, right, as, as, as the supreme. Jesus trusted in you and you delivered him from the midst of death, from the mouth of death, from the mouth of the enemy, you delivered him. You know, in the Old Testament, God is known as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But what we find in the New Testament epistles is that the apostles now say, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. But there is still a tie to the forefathers, to those who have carried the baton from Jesus' time till now. That's important to recognize. Because if you don't recognize it, you won't have power. If you don't recognize what those who've gone before you, what pastor has done, what he's shared, what he's ministered, what's been embedded in your heart, when it comes time to give birth, you won't have unction or power. But when you recognize what Jesus has done through those who've gone before, humbly submitting and receiving what God has for you, you will have much strength and power when God comes knocking on your door. Jesus says here, our fathers trusted in you. He's not, he's not whimpering, right? Maybe he's saying this quietly because he's been beaten all night. But it's not, well, our fathers trusted in you. No, it was, our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. There's faith, boldness there. He's once known as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I think this is something we really want to get a hold of. We'll share it another time. Okay, I'll share this quickly. I'll share this quickly and, and we'll wrap up. This is, like, this is like with Elijah and Elisha, right? In the day that Elijah is taken up to be with God, if you don't know the story, I'll let you study that out, but just hear the word and the message for right now. Elijah is taken up, and Elisha has said, I would like to receive a double portion of what you have to give, what God has done in you. He doesn't want like the power to be showy. No, he wants to know God like his master knows God. So he says, I want a double portion. Elijah asks Elisha, what do you want? I want a double portion of what God has done in you. Elijah says, you've asked a hard thing. But if you see me when I go up, if you see me when I go up, you'll have the desire. That's why, that's why Elisha wouldn't leave his side. He wanted the answer to his prayer. He wanted to seek God and know God in the way that his master knew God. If we want to know God like Jesus, our master knows God, or those who've gone before us know God, we must give ourselves and stay there and be attentive. And look at this. Elisha, after the mantle falls, right? Elijah had just picked up that mantle. They cross over the river and he whips the water with it. And he goes up, and then the Lord catches him up. Elisha grabs that mantle, right? It falls to him. God's saying, here's the answer to your request. The mantle falls to him. Picks it up, and he walks up to that water. And he doesn't say, be moved out of my way. He takes that mantle that he's received from God. And he says, where's the God of my master, Elijah? That, yeah, Elisha has a personal relationship with God, his father. But he's, God is fully aware of that. And he's banking on not his own ability, but what God has done in those who came before. 
and he's picking up that mantle. He whips the water, and God spreads the water. Let's close this out here. Jesus says in the next verse, after speaking of our fathers trusted in you, it's like you will do what you have said. You've been faithful in the past. You will be faithful. He says, but I am a worm. He shows us what holiness and righteousness look like. He says, but I am a worm. We've heard I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Here Jesus is saying, I am a worm. That is one who is willing to be laid down in the dust of death for the salvation of his people. This is our God, and he's showing us what righteousness looks like. Giving himself to God, wholly and completely. This is what it looks like to be separate and to come out from among them to give our lives. Lord, we thank you very much for your word. We thank you very much, Jesus, for Psalm 22 and all that you convey to us in your word. I pray, Jesus, that where we stopped, you will continue, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what we receive here in this house every Sunday and Wednesday from you, God. It comes from no other. It is absolutely astounding how you have just given yourself here. We thank you, Jesus, for Pastor. We thank you for Sister Marva. We pray, Jesus, that you will bless the word and open our hearts and ears like never before to receive of who you are and what you've done, Jesus. Who you are and what you've done, Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you so much. Lord, you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. All the glory, all of the glory belongs to you. All of the glory belongs to you. All of the glory belongs to you. Oh, Jesus. All of the glory belongs to you. You deserve, you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let, let's be a little bit more animated than that. Yeah. A little bit more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, see, we are, we are the people of God. And if we're not really enthusiastic about him, I'm not ever trying to whip you up. I've never been one of those hot whip you up people. Never. 
But if you and I are not enthusiastic, it shows that God is not doing something in us. Enthusiasm, enthusiastic, that comes from entheos, God in you. has nothing to do with being a Pentecostal. doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with a relationship. God within us. I thank him always for being in us. And, and we just heard the word of God. Powerful, unadulterated word of God. When we've been singing today, Sister Stephanie started out with saying things like, all of the glory belongs to you. And, and uh, the one that you deserve it. Those stanzas, you deserve it. You deserve it. All of my worship goes to you. Goes to you. And I'm wondering sometimes. I, I know we have different moods. I know that. But every one of my moods except one of them has Jesus in it. I want you to be like that. Now, I am up here not to chide anybody. But I'm saying we have come to the kingdom for times such as this. I'm seeing something. Have you ever been in a sports situation or a life situation when what you used to do and be was not sufficient for right now? There were there are times when we got away with being on one way, but we can't now. And this is what I believe this message is saying to us the first message in the first service said these things to us I didn't tell these men what to preach God is speaking to us you deserve it Lord you deserve my worship you deserve my going through I appreciate the word, Pastor Tim. You see, what, what, what did, what do I get out of Pastor Tim's preaching now? We're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Your sons and daughters are going to be all right. When Pastor David Williams preached, in the first service, another son of the fellowship. I go, we're going to be all right. This generation is messed up. It's not all because our parents didn't do well. It's people my age that didn't do as well as we should have. But I'm telling you now, your children and children's children who are here are going to be all right. Amen. 
when when the worst son or daughter of this fellowship comes to this podium, when the worst of them comes, it's excellent. <laughs> what does that mean? The Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. He has not forgotten you. He knows you. He knows your name. But I must ask a question after this preaching. Is there anybody in the house? You came and your heart was not in the position it should be in. And you believe right now God wants you to give your heart and your life to him. Would you just raise your hand and leave it up until I see it? If that is you, you would raise your hand. I'm not going to do it right now, but I want you to, to ponder something. Whenever I was a young person, and even now, I'd go to church and the pastor or someone would preach and I would say, God, I'm not there. I, I want to be there. I'm not there yet. You know what I would do? I would make myself to the front and, and I would say, God, make me better. I think it was last night I was thinking, God, I want to be better than I am now. And I'm better than I've ever been in my life. But, I, but there, there's something else. I want that too. I want this kind of preaching, this kind of worship to create hunger in you. Amen. I'm going to take one more minute. Because nobody, nobody raised their hand for coming to the Lord today here. But I'm going to take one more minute. It is my strong belief that you and I are going to continue to see unprecedented things. And we've been talking about this now for more than two decades. And now that we're here, some think they're hearing it for the first time. But we've been talking about it, coming to a place where God expects to make a withdrawal for everything he's been putting into you. And this is the time that we're going to walk this thing out. I love being a Christian. I love being saved. I know what it was like on the other side. And I want you to rededicate yourself. You don't have to do it here today. But day after day, I will say, I want more. I, I want to be more like you than I was this morning. I want to know more. I want to know more. I want to be better. Don't settle for being like your, your neighbors. Amen. Well, we're going to go now, but I'm going to bless you and, uh, just speak a word over you. Pastor Tim, thank you. Powerful word. Thank you. Amen. So, and, and l lest you think I, I, I don't appreciate you, you're one of my, Greatest joys.
One of my greatest joys is to be with you on Sunday morning, Wednesday night. And whenever I'm in the world, I'm, I love being with you. Those of you out there, I love it. You know I love it. And I love being with you because you're a part of the body as well. I love being with you. Amen. And, and uh, I want to just bless you all. Listen, you are so blessed of God to be called a member of the body of Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't take this for granted. And I want to bless you, speak well over you and good over you. In the name of Jesus Christ. That you will lay hold of, apprehend what he has called you to. And what you now possess as a result of his loving kindness, his favor. May you have eyes to see him in every situation. And ears to hear his voice. And never tire of growing up into him. I bless you in Jesus' name. And now let us all repeat our blessing together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you. And may the Lord give you his peace. In Jesus' name, I bless you. I bless you. Go with God. Go with God.